0: So today we're going to talk about the Thirty Years' War, and there's a few things you need to know, just kind of some background. First you need to know the Holy Roman Empire. It's not holy, it's not Roman, it's not an empire. Um, They did have an emperor, but the emperor wasn't a real emperor. He didn't have a lot of power. What it was, was the boundaries of what's now Germany were controlled by a bunch of little minor nobles, these little tiny countries. And a lot of those little tiny countries were controlled by people outside of, outside of there. So for example, there's a family called the Habsburgs that we've actually talked about, I didn't use their name, um, but Ferdinand and Isabella, Charles V, all these people, these are Habsburgs. Now these Habsburgs, um, they controlled a part of what's now Germany called Bohemia. Now remember Martin Luther lived in, in Germany or what's now Germany, and so uh, a lot of these people are Protestants. A lot are Lutherans, some are Calvinists, and some are still Catholics. So the Bohemian nobles, they decided they would accept a guy named Archduke Ferdinand, a Habsburg, as their king. But Ferdinand started to re-Catholicize Bohemia. He declared that everyone had to be Catholic. Well, they weren't big fans of this, these nobles, and so the nobles rebelled. And in the end, uh, they, they lost. Ferdinand was elected Holy Roman em- Emperor, and so he managed to gain control, and he declares that people really ought to be Catholic. So enter phase two, the Danish phase, when King Christian Fourth of Denmark, he's a Lutheran, and he decides he's going to save the Bohemians by attacking Northern Germany, by attacking other holdings of these Catholic supporters. Um, He gets put down, he's defeated, and Emperor Ferdinand declares that everybody has to be Catholic. Well, (laughs) another king enters, this time, this is the Swedish phase, Uh, a king named Gustavus Adolphus. He's a Lutheran, and he wants to save the Protestants, so he invades, he cruises into the country and tries to save them. He doesn't really succeed, but he manages to weaken them enough that they say, oh, I guess maybe you don't have to be Catholic. Well, France at this point sees an opportunity, and here's the key thing. France is also Catholic, so you would think they would root for the Catholics, but they don't. See, they see Habsburgs in Spain and Habsburgs in Germany, and they're like, if we're surrounded by our enemies, we're in trouble, So we need to take this chance to weaken our enemies inside the Holy Roman Empire, inside that German territory. And so France invades. And they just absolutely kick the Spanish butt. Uh, They defeat the Spanish military power. And then they go in and they defeat some German butt. So after 36 years of war, they finally signed this treaty called the Peace of Westphalia which says that each one of the little independent rulers in the Holy Roman Empire can choose the religion for their subjects. So it's not religious freedom the way we understand it, but it's, it's closer than what they had before. But the key thing about this war is that they've moved from religious motivations at the beginning to political ones at the end. This is the l- last religious conflict in Europe. Now, one last note, it is important that you understand that when we talk about religious conflict, we're not talking almost ever about matters of doctrine or salvation. We're almost always talking about issues of power. The war, war is a, a power thing. And so it's not so much that they're defending their faith as that they're defending their right to choose for other people. Anyhow, that's the end.